Hey everyone, this is John Puritz. Welcome to the Man Up Already podcast. This show is dedicated to each of us being better in all areas of our lives, mentally, spiritually, physically, and relationally. We want to help you be a better you because when you man up already, the world around you is greatly impacted. Here on the podcast, we don't believe you're an accident. We believe each of us is created for purpose and this show is dedicated to helping you discover and live out that purpose. Again, welcome to the show and let's check out another great episode. All right, everyone. Hey, welcome to the Man Up Already podcast. And as always, super excited to have you here. And I say it every single episode, but every time I'm excited for what we're going to talk about, who we have on the show. And today's going to be another, another killer, killer episode. Before we dive into the content and introduce our guest, want to remind everybody it is coming up. It's just a week of way. The Man Up Already Growth Conference uh, in Port St. Lucie, Florida, June 10th on a Saturday, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Go to manupalready.com. It's going to be here. It's going to be awesome. Speakers are incredible. And uh, we'll have, um, I'm sure, incredible resources after that event. But manupalready.com is going to be the hub of all things for this podcast uh, moving forward as it evolves and grows and this movement continues to pick up speed. So uh, make sure you get out there. If you're in the area, um, get get your, you know, I, I said it last episode, if you're a man, get your butt down there. And if you're a woman, kick your man in the ass and get him to that event because it is going to be killer. Uh, and with that, I'm super pumped to, to bring in our guest. You know, I, I talk all the time um, about connecting with people and building relationships and the, the power of your posse. I think that is a running theme of the Man Up Already movement of who is in your circle and your circle expands and introduces you to other great people. And uh, this guy, um, we connected on LinkedIn. It's like a running theme for me um, through mutual friends. And uh, I just it's just an instant connection. I have such incredible respect for what he's up to. Uh, I love following him and just pumped to have him uh, on our podcast. He is the founder, co-founder and chairman of Alchemy 365. He is the founder of Argent Alpha, um, which is committed to making men over 50 harder to kill. Love that. He's a husband, a father, a grandfather, and uh, uh, someone who has abandoned the cold weather for the warmer weathers of Arizona. Super excited to have um scott jagodzinski in uh the man and on the man up already podcast scott welcome hey john thanks for having me good to see you again yeah man good to have you good to have you i you know i i I, I, i'm trying to remember the sequence of events but i think it was making men harder to kill that was the thing that really um really drove me to like what are you what are you up to what are you doing and uh, led to our connection so I, I want to start there because I just freaking love the attitude behind that mindset yeah well it was a I, I won't go I'll go into the backstory maybe later but it's it's a culmination of one just looking around the world and, and the world needs men more than ever especially men who are harder to kill I mean look at you know, obesity you know, overweight and obesity rates are hitting nearly 80% by 2030. That's what the CDC is saying that the, mm. the men of this country, not just men over 50, but just men in general. And um, soft men are not what formed this country. They're not what led this country. They're not, they don't make good husbands. They don't make good fathers. 
they don't make good colleagues or brothers. And so my, my little bit of trying to change that around is helping guys over 50 who have probably done pretty well in life. Their balance sheets are great, but their bellies are off. So it's mm. like, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in how you do anything is how you do everything. And so it's leveling up that personal health and fitness. And um, I don't know if you follow Peter Atia, but he has this concept about health span and lifespan. Health span is the quality of life. And who wants to live a long life with the, just a deteriorating quality of living? And so that's like, let's go out swinging, man. Let's let's be starting businesses and doing nonprofits and doing awesome things um, as we get older. And as Suzette Murray says, uh, I'm not she's not. 58 she's level 58 and I, you know i'm same thing i'm level 58 and i can't wait to get to level 59 so spinning this whole idea about age is a negative around and and just helping you accomplish you know when when we're talking about just you know the theme of this podcast obviously is right expanding and growing and getting better and I, i'd love to chat with you just on how important you know because you're in the more you've taken on the the physical aspect of 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 this you know growth process um but how often that is neglected right i i was in um an environment in the past where people were like growing businesses and making lots of money and they were like you know one day i'll get the fitness in check but right now right i've got to pick one and i'm going to pick you know growing a business and making money and i remember going i can't do that like they go hand in hand it may maybe may it be a slower process but I don't want to end up with my health in jeopardy at the point where I can start to enjoy what I've worked so hard to do. They've kind of got to coincide. Yeah, totally agree. And and, and I can't say I've always lived 100% in alignment either. I, I remember back in my 30s, we had a growing business, sold that to a publicly held company. And uh, I, I remember my weight just, just creeping up a little bit. Caffeine intake was going up. Alcohol was going a little, just a little bit, right? And um it took a it took a few sort of um, my knee was one I've, I can talk about my bone on bone knee experience how I overcame that but uh, I was able to get back on track and really it was right, right around 2010 my wife was reading um, a book by Suzanne Summers and I don't know if uh, you know everybody jokes about Chrissy from Three's Company but she's been a real leader in especially not not only just women's healthcare but just people in general and she's out on the cutting edge and that got me interested in oh what is this whole whole idea about longevity um, age reversal, bioidentical hormones, just this whole world that is really outside of the traditional healthcare system. So, and I think the answers are not in the traditional healthcare system. The Western medicine is great about treating, you know, you break your arm, you've got some disease, but man, I think most of the answers are not with your, if your first question is, is it covered by insurance? You're on the wrong path already. Right. So, yeah. I mean, and that is, uh, it's a soapbox that we've been standing on for, for a while. Right. And, and it's, and it's an interesting thing, right. That we're having this conversation today um, because, you know, just personally, our daughter's having some serious issues, um, you know, from a, a ulcerative colitis issue. Um, and we were, you know, just talking at the table on how many health issues, you know, pop up today versus, you know, certainly when, when you and I were younger in our 20s, right, they're different. And because our food has changed, our system has changed, our medication has changed, just every, you know, the, the, you, you watch TV and how many ads there are for drugs mm -hmm. that have the potential to just completely ruin you. Um, it, it's an interesting thing where you can't, you can't rely on the traditional system to keep you healthy, right? They, 
maybe find a way to sustain you. But, you know, maybe you could talk about that a little bit because I think it's really important. Yeah, I, I think for me, where uh, where I, I don't know where I got this from, but it was a lot. It was a book, by, I think, by a former of all people, Unite, former Unite Healthcare uh, uh, executive. And it was the CEO and the or the uh, what was it? The doctor in the mirror was the name of it. So basically, like you're your own doctor. Look in the mm-hmm. mirror. You need to take control of your your healthcare. You need to be CEO of your health. And it, it, to me, it's one of those. It's never failed yet. Seek and you shall find. You go looking, you will find answers. But you got to be curious. You got to want to find a better way. But I think if you're just taking, you know, I, I think the days are gone for me. They are. But just believing whatever the doctor says. Um, you know, statins are written out, you know, they're handed out like uh, candy at a parade. Um, and there might be an appropriate use for statins, but you talk to most doctors who are enlightened and they're like, they're, they're way over prescribed. And so, you know, it's roughly a trillion dollar industry. This was just on Joe Rogan's podcast, a guy named Dr. Asim, um, I can't, Hostrada or something like that, but a fascinating guy. And, and he gets in, he kind of blew up the whole thing about statins about 10 years ago. And again, just like with COVID, he was attacked for saying something that wasn't part of the narrative. And mm-hmm. so to me, anybody who's attacked by the media is someone you should probably go listen to. Now they still might be crazy, but there's a good chance they might have some answers too. Yeah, that's that's really good. And I mean, that's been a running theme in history, right? Those that, that people think are nuts or outlandish or, or against the system are typically seeing something that the masses are not. Yeah, well, it's like first uh, they're ridiculed then they're uh, attacked and then they're it, it's accepted as common knowledge. You know, these, these things is a truth as it goes through these sort of phases. And um, to me, the vaccine is one of those. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's on limits or off limits on your podcast, but that's one of the biggest hoaxes I think ever pulled over on, on the world. I, I don't, I, uh, there, there are no limits here. Um, it's not a, you know, we're not trying to be politically correct here. And it's funny because I'm speaking at a church on Sunday and, and to me, the greatest attack from the enemy or the greatest tool that he used was COVID-19. I mean, you want to like, nothing is the same and not for the better. Right. 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 You know, I mean, you isolate people, you fill their minds with garbage, um, you inject them with garbage and, um, we have taken monumental steps back. Yeah. It's funny. Um, yeah, I know that we could go down a whole rabbit hole with the last three years and, and how the people who were the again, the people who were ridiculed early are fine, are finally being uh, held up in the light of, oh, maybe they were right. Like guys like Dr. Peter McCullough uh, is one. I was just reading one of his newsletters and, um, you know, that guy was out early with this stuff, just saying, hey, time out here. Careful. And so. Yeah, I think it's like, be care- I mean, I always joke, people did more research buying a washer and dryer than they did before just taking the jab. I mean, oh, yeah. cheeseburger, give me the jab. It just was, it's crazy. And then you yeah. talk about medical freedom and the right to choose and the hypocrisy that went on with that whole side of that issue. Like, uh, right, you know, medical autonomy until now, roll your sleeve up and jab, get the jab or you're fired. So uh, anyway, I'll probably piss off a lot of people who are watching this who... If you you probably don't get many from that side anyways, I'm guessing. Yeah, you know, well, look, you know, hey, you know, it, it, you can get pissed off, but you got to you got to start asking questions. I mean, look, and we can we can talk about that a little bit because I think we're still dealing with the fallout of that. Number 1, um the ridicule that our family got from our family was I mean, it 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 it, it the damage done to our family from that is is ir- irreparable. Ir- I mean, like, just because we said, wait a minute, I'm right. not going to put something in my body 
that I know nothing about, number one, or two, is untested, right? And if you're going to put anything in your body, you can't just, the test doesn't last a day, a week, a month, right? We're talking months before we can figure out if this is the right thing. And and the ridicule that we got was, it was out of hand. And the crazy thing is, is when I said, have you done the research? The answer was no. And then I asked, are you going to? Are you open to seeing what we see? And you know what the answer was? No. No. <laughs> so we can call that whatever we want, but the real answer is, well, that's just stupid, right? That's yeah. just, it's, it's not even ignorance. The refusal to get educated is stupidity. Well, I'm just looking at a, a picture in a bunch of lemmings going over the cliff. Yeah. You know, just, just following it. But and again, it, it could be anything. And to me, this shouldn't be a political issue. It should just be critical thinking. Uh, one, there shouldn't be any force involved whatsoever. The, you know, this, we are a nation of individuals. We're not groups. You know, it's people. You, me, wives, kids. So uh, this whole idea of freedom, I mean, it's under assault, man. You, you, you mentioned the enemy. It's like there's a there's a there, it's a, our pastor is talking about this. He said what was once forbidden becomes tolerated and then celebrated. Yep. And and then the opposite's true. Take the family once celebrated. Now it's tolerated, and will its question is will it soon be forbidden? Let's hope no, not. But. Yeah, no, I mean, look, you know, um, and we are going to go here because the spiritual battle lines have been drawn. Our, you know, my daughter sent me an article this morning, and then it showed up literally in the New York Post. I and I read the New York Post um, from you know because I'm being up there, and it's probably leans a little bit more conservative, but. Um, you know, they the um, Chick-fil-A, right? Chick-fil-A has now got a, you know, um, diversity, equity and inclusion vice president in, in Chick-fil-A. And, and one of the things that somebody said was the words that the, the, the attack comes in this manner, the words that you and I would say, you should be equal, you should right be inclusive, right? Equal is all men are created, un, you know, equally on the earth under God, right? You should include and be tolerant of people and their cultural changes and their, you know, their identity differences. But those, that's how we interpret those words. But the, the switch is no, 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 right? It's not equal. It's what we say should be acceptable and include everything comes from a power like what we say you should do. So we take what's happening is we're relabeling words so that people accept them because of old terminology, but the new terminology is something very different. And that's literally happening in Chick-fil-A right now. You're saying everybody should be, you know, equal and inclusive, but that's not what you're really accepting. You're abandoning conservative biblical Christian views for a new world order. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's just right out of the book, 1984 by George Orwell. It's like, it's read, re, um, I think one of the lines in there is, um, war is peace. You know, it's just right. Hate is love. It's just completely changing the meanings of words. Um, yeah, I, I, to me, it comes to back to like, there's just, there's a lot of money and power in victim, uh, versus victor, you know, just like cast people as victims. Hey, that's not fair. Jump on that bandwagon. Um, and it's just, it's just too bad. I mean, but that's where I go back to. For me, I can't change what's in D.C. I can't change what's in the state. I'm going to put my efforts into this little business. And in, 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 I'm, I'm working with men who are successful, are, uh, have performed optimally in other areas of their life. And so I'm hoping as I get more of these guys trained up on the health and fitness side, 
someday we'll have an effect on some of these things. Um, even if it's just through our actions and how we raise our families and the people we are peer, you know, I love your comment, the power of your posse. I mean, that's what we're building is a powerful posse here. So I think more, we need more of that. A hundred percent. And look, you know, I love what you said. How you do one thing is how you do everything, right? If you want to think right, you got to move right. But if you want to move right, you got to think right. You know, like they go, they go hand in hand. And I think what's important of this posse and this movement is there is there is a movement in society to emasculate men, obviously, right? And I don't think it's happening necessarily with our generation, though it is definitely happening with the generations below us, which is why I, I, I think this movement is so important. I mean, you now have, I don't know if you saw this Glamour magazine, not that that's a manly magazine, but you have a, a woman who is quote-unquote quote, transitioning into a man pregnant, and you're calling that men can be pregnant. Like that is absolute, utter bullshit and a complete lie, right? But if you have this movement that takes out the warriors, right? If you have a military of people that don't, they're, they're, they're not manly, you know, in what divine manhood is defending your family, standing up, being the, the foundation, the rock that people can trust, integrity, all the things I talk about, here on the podcast and in my book, standing on integrity, humility, authenticity, morality. Those are what I call the four pillars. If you take out men that stand on those character pillars, right, and they lead their families and they lead their communities, you're right for the taking. So I think what you're doing is so vitally important because if we're going to fight the battle, the spiritual battle, the battle every day that men are called to fight, you've got to be mentally ready and you've got to be physically ready. And they both go hand in hand. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think it just, I think men function better when they have expectations of, of themselves and of, of their posse, of the group. That, you know, I, I use the term band of brothers or tribe. Yep. Um, I like this posse term. So I think if you have expectations and, and then you know what success looks like, I mean, knowing what good looks like, because it's so easy to kind of have the water in the bathtub get really warm and it's comfortable. And all of a sudden you're 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds overweight. You can't do some of the basic physical things that I think men should be able to do. And so it's, it's showing guys what's possible. So the guys in our group, we don't have any freak athletes. Uh, and and it, it, what we're doing isn't a fitness program, but I, I tend to lead with fitness because it's what gets guys' attention. It's really a mindset or lifestyle shift program that includes sleep, nutrition, fitness, hydration. And, um, and it's a, it starts with mindset, though. I mean – I always joke. I don't get any negative mindset guys calling me. They just they, they just don't call. I mean, I always the worst I get is neutral plus. You know, it's like <laughs> um, if they're willing to like believe that things can change. And I've seen I've got guys you know in their late sixties doing uh, nearing double digit strict pull ups. And you know, it's like yeah, we've all seen these things on the internet, these videos, and you wonder if they're real people. It's like, well, I, I've got a I've got a bunch of savages who are real people or, or they're savages to be, they're on that journey. So, um, and the guys who come in here are just normal Joes. I mean, they've had a lot of unbelievable careers, but uh, once they get their mindset shifted and that's the other thing, I don't know if you've read the book, the big leap by Gay mm -hmm. Hendricks, uh, but he talks about limiting beliefs and we, we have, I mean, we all have them. And so that's one of the things with these guys is just breaking them down one at a time. And uh, that's where it helps having guys going first. So, I mean, like Clint, Clint is a great example. Clint's out leading the charge. I mean, he's a great leader. He walks the talk um, the, the, he, and he just he eats 
unbelievably cleaned. Um, he's just he he's a Spartan man. He he's he brings it every day. Yeah, so he we does. Got little, yeah, we we have a little. Uh, we'll have like we're in Slack all the time, so we'll have like little Slack chats going back and forth. And a uh, wall sit was our big challenge in May. So it was uh, accumulate two hours of a wall sit across the month of May. And then it's like, hey, if you get to a 10-minute wall sit, that's like, you know, that's a pretty dang good. You know. So Clint just keeps doing it and just put, oh, you got 13 minutes. You know, just like crushed everybody. But then there's a bunch of guys coming out of the woodwork, eight minutes, nine minutes. And so that's the power of the posse. I mean, none of us on our own probably would have even came close to those numbers. But, and again, none of us are in the same spot. We're all spread out geographically. So um, using some of this technology to really bring guys together and align around a, co- a common purpose say we all want to become harder to kill yeah it's just really been uh, been a lot of fun and it's great to see the results man it's like it's it just works i love it you know and and i'm just gonna have a selfish moment of monopolizing your time on this issue <laughs> because i'm i'm 53 this year and i at the beginning of the year i had worked with clint a little bit last year he gave me a, a workout and and i'm just finding that I had um, moved my company and I was just, there was so much going on. I couldn't stick to this routine that I like. And I'm definitely a guy that does well in a system and in a routine. So at the beginning of the year, I was like, all right, uh, I need something. I bought a V shred workout. You know, it was, it was like 67 bucks to, to, to get that guy Vince's workout. And it was lifting. And um, I had put a video out there a couple of weeks ago that my, like I am in, pain. My body does not respond well to just straight lifting like that. Right. Um, and, and so I got bigger, but I didn't, I didn't like how I felt. I I certainly didn't like carrying it around. Um, and going back to group and to fitness P90X, believe it or not, changed my life at 40. I, I, I love that workout and my body responds to it. And so I just started it just again to just do it's pushups, it's pull-ups, it's, it's, you know, hit intervals and, and just, and my body's like, thank you. Like I can literally feel the difference in, in what, you know, just changing that workout. But I, I, my question for you is as we get older, like the, how does working out need to shift for men, you know, 50 plus, you know, versus, you know, like you're surrounded by 30 year olds or whatever. And, you know, it's, it's, it's they, you can do certain things that you couldn't, you can't do today, or shouldn't do. I'm just noticing that my recovery time is much, much slower, um, you know, post workout. So I, I, I just wanted to know your thoughts on that. Yeah, well, I think we've got five pillars in Argent Alpha we, that we call the Alpha Five. So these are think of them as standards that you set for yourself, and then you raise them over time. So your standards would be different than my standards, but but they're all directionally aligned, and so. Uh, mindset, sleep, nutrition, fitness, hydration. So in the fitness one, what we're doing again with the harder to kill as kind of the halo over this, you can't, you become easier to kill as you lose muscle mass. And that just happens naturally each year. It's called sarcopenia. And so if you don't do anything, you will lose muscle mass. And that's when they, when they show you body fat percentages, the, the acceptable range for like healthy, they get higher as, as we age, because, they're just taking into account muscle loss. It's like, well, that doesn't have to be true. That's we can completely offset that. So there's two. Uh, well, there's there's a handful of things we do to offset that. One, you need to do resistance training. So that can take a lot of different forms. You can do push-ups and pull-ups and body weight movements. You can do bodybuilding. You can do crossfit. There's so many different things. We have our own 
proprietary um, um, program that we we use that we developed around Peter Atia's four pillars of fitness for longevity. And then Brock, who runs our Brock Harling, he runs our training. He added in mobility as the fifth um, pillar because got, especially guys over 50 shoulder issues, shoulder issues, I'd say half the guys have. Yeah. And so working through, are, is that an issue that can be solved through basically um, physical therapy you do on yourself? Do you need a, a, a life, you know, doctor of physical therapy? Do you need some peptides like BPC 157 or some products like that? Or do you need to potentially lat worst case an ortho because orthos like to cut. So that's why I would say like, that's the last solution. There's so many things to go through. I did that with my knee. So I'd say like, no matter what you do, um, if you loved it, like we have a lot of guys that like to cycle, great, keep cycling. But if you don't add resistance training, you're going to lose muscle mass because mm -hmm. your, your heart's probably fine. You're, you're, you're exercising way beyond what your heart needs to be healthy. And so the other missing part of this is guys tend to come in the program way under on what they need from a protein perspective. So we use the one gram of protein per pound of ideal body weight. So if a guy comes in at 240 and his ideal body weight's 200, we'll say target 200 grams of protein a day. And most guys can't start with that. So we'll start at about 70% of that number. So 140 grams. And then week after week, just keep upping that. And um, you, do, you do high protein like that. Again, high quality protein. I love grass fed beef, pasture raised chicken, wild caught salmon, those kind of not plant proteins. I'm not a plant protein guy. I mean, Dr. Mark Hyman says if you want to add muscle, you need to eat muscle. Mm. <laughs> so you, you get your protein up there, you do resistance training, and then you're in a small caloric deficit. Um, I've got uh, one, one of our guys, he lost 24 pounds of fat over six months and lost zero muscle. Well, because what they don't talk to you about in these quote unquote weight loss programs is you're losing muscle and fat because they don't even look at it. they don't. That's why we do in body scans to test body composition every month. So we know within 30 days off track or on track, whether it's weight, fat or muscle, because you want to preserve every pound of muscle and you can add muscle. We've got one guy, 65. He's lost, I think, now 25 pounds of muscle or, or fat. Rather, he's added three pounds of muscle. So he's done the what you aren't supposed to be able to do lost fat and added muscle over, I think he's at uh, about five months right now. So that's what I'd say. Like, hey, if it's working for you, just, just get an in-body scan. You know, you don't have to do it every month if you don't want to, but that's like your litmus test. And if your body, if your muscle mass, if you start seeing a trend going down a couple of pounds, that's a red light, to, a red flag to say up the protein. Um, hydration, our guidance is half your body weight in ounces of water every day. So if you're a 200 pound guy, get 100 ounces of water minimum. I do about 70%. So I'm, I'm about 200 pounds. I get 140 every day. And, um, and if you work out, you just need to be there. And guys will joke like, I feel like I'm being waterboarded when they go through this initially. And uh, it's like, it's because you're most Americans are chronically dehydrated. So yeah. these are the basics. But man, we've, um, I mean, we're still young. I mean, we've been around, I, mean, I think, less than a year with actually um, uh, paid members. We had an initial group of guys who are testing it with me. I did it on myself. Then I did it with a test group of guys. Then we rolled out live last October. So, uh, but I'm excited about the data as it comes in because, but it's like anything, you got to do the work. The guys who do the work, get the results. The guys who, this is where the limiting beliefs come up, busy with work, kids. My wife doesn't cook that way. I mean, I, I I'm kind of a Jack of Willick there. It's like, good. I mean, that's just another input. You got to own every input in your life, sure. whether you control it or not. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And I want to touch on two things. Um, one, hydration. Um, it wasn't until I did 75 hard 
from Andy Frisella uh, that mm-hmm. I'm, I, I drink a gallon of water a day. I mean, mm-hmm. like it became a, and it was amazing how in drinking that gallon, I never realized how thirsty my body really was. Yeah. You I know, un- until you break the seal. So that, that became a habit. But then the other thing that I'm on the bandwagon for big time with men is um, sleep. And mm-hmm. I tried to hack sleep, Scott, like crazy. I tried everything, aromatherapy, mouth taping, um, nose plugs, uh, all kinds of things until I finally had a sleep study done not that long ago. And I've been sleeping with a CPAP machine for the last three weeks. And last night I slept literally from 11 to five um, without having to get up. I haven't done that since my twenties, maybe even my teens. Mm-hmm. And I just think about you know how we say, oh, well men snore and men do this and we pass so many things on. But man, I encourage men out there to get a sleep study done because uh, the, I am a different human yeah. because I do not have that depression and that fatigue that I've learned to live with for 30 something years. Well, you're, you're kind of an outlier because you're a fit guy and that still didn't solve your, and I don't know if you were ever unfit or if you went through any, no. so, because most guys, um, again, I, I have them when they come in, I see the in-body scans, our guys mirror the general population, their body fat is higher than where it should be. And so like, it's, it's, it's easier to get a pill get a machine, get a, get a procedure. And it's like, Hey, if we got you down to 15% body fat, it might take off so many of these things off the table. Like your blood pressure is probably going to drop. Your insulin resistance goes away. Your cravings go away. Your sleep improves. Your sex life gets better. Um, I had a guy post this morning on LinkedIn about if your morning wood isn't good, there's an issue. It's like, I kind of had to laugh at it, but he's right. I mean, (laughs) so there's all these little things, um, and they again, they, they probably aren't going to be answered by your United Healthcare. Uh, well, let me retract that because I don't want to get sued. But but your insurance backed doctor, it's just right. like that's just not what they're set up to do. So it's. Uh, but I, I agree. Usually, I'm, I'm an Aura Ring user, so my four of our five family members use it. So we're, we we jokingly say we're competitive sleepers. You know, <laughs> yeah, what was your HRV last night? What was your deep sleep? What was your you know, yeah. what time, how long did it take you to fall asleep? So, um, but the aura ring is amazing. You don't need an aura ring, but it gives you, um, gives you a lot of insights. And I, I do believe the Hawthorne effect that w- where the act of just observing something can change the outcome. I think there's something about that. I mean, I've looked at my sleep score over the last four years now. That's gone up dramatically from like, I think in the seventies to, um, right now this year, I'm averaging about an 89 out of a hundred and deep sleep has tripled. And so, it's funny, like, but you're right. I didn't didn't think I had a problem until I started seeing the trend line. It's like I'm lifting as much today as I, um, not quite. I can't, haven't quite hit my age fifty. I was into CrossFit a lot, and I, um, those are my numbers I'm going for for age sixty. So I've got mm-hmm. 547 days as my target to get those numbers back. But again, sleep is going to be a huge component of that. Um, and now, and now on that note, I'm on day four of the whole thirty. I don't know if you ever heard of the whole. 30 I have. Day. I have. Yep. But uh, that one is uh, so far so good, but that, that's going to be another one where I get done and say, everybody says you feel awesome. And because I, I, I mean, I love to have a beer. I love to have a glass of wine. Um, I've given up caffeine. You don't have to give it up with Whole30, but I'm, I just said, let's throw that out of the window too. And um, so I'm going to layer them back in starting in July. But the, I like to do this stuff as guinea pigs for a lot of the, we have a few guys in our group who are like this, where they'll try anything. 
And um, you need that canary in a coal mine. <laughs> and again, it's not that risky, right? We, we all follow Ben Greenfields and Dave Asprey's and Jay Campbell, all these guys out there who are trying interesting things. So um, I just think I, I, that's my goal is to get guys first introduced to this, the, the initial concept of just losing some fat. And then as they do this, guys are going to go, hey, tell me more about hormone optimization. What's that all about? Or what's, what are peptides about? Could they help me? Um, or maybe I should buy an order ring. And so there's kind of a, a like an order of magnitude. A lot of guys don't want to go right to the biohack, you know, the right to right. the thing. It's like because they got money and they can spend it on it. But it's like the basics. Um, one of our guys, Dr. Omar, he talks about uh, he, he's an MD. He works with special forces and they, they ask them, uh, you know, what made you guys so high speed? And um, and Dr. Omar, I apologize if we're screwing up the quote. But basically, the guy said, hey, we're just like you guys. We're just world class at the basics. And like that really resonated with me because it makes mm. so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what's your, and I'm, I, cause it, you know, I, I watched um, Chris Hemsworth's thing. Um, I think it was called limitless or something, something to that effect. And one of the episodes was, um, you know, cold water therapy and, and you see a lot of, um, you know, cold water baths, cold water showers, like where are you in that camp and what's your thoughts on it? Cause I freaking hate the cold, but I keep hearing how the benefits of, of it are, are pretty amazing. Yeah. I, um, well, I'll start off with, uh, for all guys listening to this major in the minors or excuse me, don't major in the minors. So I would put cold plunge therapy in the, it's a minor for a guy who's, if you're over 20% body fat, probably not something that, that won't hurt you, but it shouldn't be a part of your regimen. Yeah. If your guy was at 15% or less, absolutely. I think these things are good because one, uh, I think some of the benefits of that is one, it just gets you comfortable being uncomfortable. I mean, and there's just power in that because that's just yeah. that's life, man. And so there's that, there's all these health benefits to it. My doc, um, he's working with me now. He recommended the whole 30 to, um, uh, he just wants to improve my gut health and he recommended cold plunging three times a week. And so, I used to do it regularly um, when I was doing CrossFit. I did, well, I did cryotherapy, but um, so I, that's on my list to, to get back into it. So I'd say things like cold plunge therapy. I put red light therapy in the same, uh, uh, same bucket. I think if you've got all the basics nailed, go for it. But don't, the experience I've had is guys who go after those things who don't nail the basics are never going to make progress. Yeah, yeah that's a great, it's a great tip. It, it really, it really is a great tip. So um, just because, you know, I, I'm, I, I would love to know the story behind these things because, you know, one thing that, I, you know, they all connect, right? So you're hacking your, your fitness and, and your nutrition and all these things. Where did the, there's obviously an entrepreneurial spirit there as well because you started um, Alchemy 365. You know, talk about, you know, I'd love to just hear that story of how that came about and, and what that is. Yeah, so... So I'm one of the co-founders, but I would say I was I was more the um, I was the initial investor, and th they jokingly referred. Uh, I, I had four partners at the time that co-founded with me, and they jokingly referred to me as the seagull, fly in, shit all over everything, and fly out. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so anyway, we started that thing, and uh, God, we did the first class in the office of the old business I ran, and it was. It was just like the first episode or the movie of Iron Man where mm -hmm. Robert Downey Jr. builds that, that initial one to break out. It was like so crude, but it was the first one. And um, 
so I, I got to know these guys. So I was doing CrossFit and I got, and I love to get to know the owners of a business if you like the business. So uh, Mike Jones and Tyler Quinn were the two guys that are still involved. And I just got to know those guys and liked them. And I remember Tyler saying that, you know, Hey, we've got this other concept because, you know, we can't really, we can't really grow a business in, in CrossFit because you're, you, you have an affiliate and you really, it's, it's more of a, it, you can't really scale that as a business. And so he said, but we, we've got this concept. It's like, CrossFit's on one end of the continuum, yoga's on the other. There's this big space in the middle. What if we kind of took elements of both and combined them in a little more of a unique environment? So if you walk into an alchemy, you'll see typically four rows of an overhead bar. And so we do a lot of stuff on the bar, whether it's pull-ups or toes to bar or um, putting rings on there, or just a lot of different things. And so Tyler's been the master of the program. He's now the CEO. Mike's on the board. And um, we, we rolled this out and tested it in a CrossFit gym. Um, we just with people, members of the CrossFit gym, people we knew and people were coming. It was just really trying to find a little bit of the product market fit on what do people really like, what works. And so that was where the, the workouts were, were really refined. And so they were really inspired by a lot of CrossFit type movements. But CrossFit is a little too extreme for a lot of people. And you got to be really good at math. <laughs> and so this is one of those, like, like, we don't, you don't have to count. You don't have to report your scores. And um, I'd say two thirds of our members are probably two thirds, maybe 70% right around there are women. Mm. And I, I got to tell you, there's nothing more, there's nothing cooler than a woman getting her first pull up. It's like, it's a proxy for, you know, what else can I do? It's like, right. it's an empowering thing. And we get so many testimonials from people when they, uh, um, just about how alchemy's changed our life. But the, so it was, it was, we started with one location, grew to two, opened up. I think we got to, um, trying to remember how many we were at in 2019. I think we had, uh, seven locations and we made the Inc 5,000 at number 629. So things are rocking. So it's, it's like the first week in March, 2020, we're going to go out and raise a $5 million series a, and then COVID. Yeah. That COVID happens. And, you know, we were in two blue states, Minnesota and Denver. So lockdown, you know, if we would have been in Florida, it would have been a whole different deal. Um, yeah. As far as, because we lost probably over 70% of our members. Wow. And we had some awesome members who just kept paying their membership dues for a long time when they didn't have to. We scrambled, did Alchemy Anywhere, which was, was, a, was a digital product. But, you know, going from a brick and mortar studio to a digital product, it, it's almost like we probably would have been just as good as going out and just break, baking bread or something. It's like, it's a whole different business. Yeah. I mean, you're trading a dollar for a penny and we weren't charging for it anyway. We, so we learned a lot from it, uh, but we came out, you know, that which doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And the, uh, on a good note, we were able to renegotiate a lot of debt and leases. Some landlords were great to work with. Um, everybody who has stake in Alchemy was really flexible with us to help us like, Hey, either we're going to die or you help us not die. And so most of them were very flexible with us. Came out of that and barely opened up another studio. We opened up two now since, and but with a completely different model, lower cost structure, lower break even, same experience in the classroom. So in a way we gotta be thankful for COVID because it made us a better business. You know, we just, we have a better model now. It's just, it's, I mean, the on a unit level, the it's just a really uh, profitable model. So we're in the, the stages of figuring out, okay, where do we go from here? Do we want to just grow organically? Do we want to raise capital? And I think, you know, going through the experience, we're a little bit 
more on the let's press the gas, but let's not press the gas all the way down because there's so many things that were out of our control during COVID that you just, you think about it, you know, it's like you start making bets and you wonder, man, if there's, if these extraneous factors come into play, what happens now? Can we, right. so, but uh, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, if you ever get up to Minneapolis or Denver um, it's a, it's an awesome workout. I mean, people joke like hey, our warm ups, your workout. <laughs> it's like, it's one of those kind of deals. I love it. I love it. Well, and it's funny. I go to Colorado every year, typically for uh, what's called a band of brothers. Um, and I fly into Denver. So the next time I do that, uh, I, I'm not going this year, but, um, and I have family in, in Minnesota. So who knows, you know, now yeah. that I know, you know, where it is, I, I definitely, um, I definitely want to experience that. But, you know, there's some things that you talked about that I think are worth, you know, spending a little time on. And that is, um, and I think it's Napoleon Hill who said, with every adversity is the equal seat of opportunity. And and that happened in COVID for, for so many of us. I mean, we just celebrated literally one year in business of our new firm after leaving an old, uh, an old firm after 18 years. And it was because of what we learned in COVID and how we pivoted that we realized the business that we want to grow in the future couldn't be done where we were at. And this last year was the most profitable year ever for us in business because of learning, applying. And if COVID never happened, I don't know what would have happened. You know what I mean? So we talk about, you know, there's the the, the persecution and all these negative things that have happened. But in there are are the things that you can grow from and, and thrive from and excel. That it always happens in every obstacle. And then I think that ties into everything that we're talking about is life is going to throw you those obstacles. Where are the, the seeds that you can use to, to, to come out of that experience better than you were before it happened? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's classic Jocko stuff. I mean, extreme ownership, like, right. You know, you know Hey, broke my leg. Good. Gives me time to, you know, read more books. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, right. It's that kind of thing where um, if, and, and it comes back to victim or Victor, like, okay, what are we going to do? We're going to give up and, whine and complain and this sucks and i mean you're gonna have a little bit of that but you just can't spend much time there you got to get into the victor side of things and go okay it's hand we're dealt now what right and that was you know that was uh necessities of mother invention i mean that we had to come up with and we just asked ourselves some questions like uh what would it look like if, it, if we ha if we only had 80 grand to open up a new studio which was maybe literally like 20 percent of what uh maybe even less of what it took earlier well, smaller footprint, uh, different capex on the build out, uh, you know, just a whole different bunch of, you know, um, do we need bathrooms or not? Do we need showers? We need bathrooms. Do we need showers? Uh, do we need two studios? How about one? So went through all that. And again, talk, you know, overcoming limiting beliefs, challenging limiting beliefs. And it worked. I mean, the break evens were lower. The uh, customer acquisition cost didn't really change, but the, um, the path to profitability, we opened the last two now way in the black so literally no opening and hoping we would get profitable they were all profitable when they when they opened and that was that came out of covid that was i mean that was not our model before it was a little bit like grow the top line we'll worry about the profits later well we didn't we weren't successful enough to take that approach and i don't, I don't like that approach anyway i mean it's, I'm, I'm still an old school it's, it's better to make money than to lose money you know in almost everything because uh you know, and we're not Silicon Valley types here, you know, in Minnesota. It's, it's, you know, it's back to that old fashioned stuff. Yeah. You bet. Get a customer, keep a customer, 
make them happy, make a profit. Everybody wins. So, but yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I'm glad I'm, I, I didn't know that about your business. That's impressive. I mean, to not, not only have that kind of a change, dramatic change, but then have a record year. I mean, I'm guessing you're saying, why didn't we think of this earlier? No, I don't think we, we did. Um, but you know, it's the, it's all the hero's journey, which seems to be keep coming up right there's There's stages of, we just weren't mentally and emotionally ready. Yeah. And until, and I talk about it all the time, you don't make real lasting change until you're emotionally connected to the, to the outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there was a lot of fear there. There was a lot of unknown. There was a lot of loyalty. I've learned so much about the things that hold us back, you know, um, self-imposed traps, limiting, limiting beliefs, but also the, um, other people's beliefs and other people's viewpoints and how they shape you. Um, and I want to pull out something that I just thought of while you were telling, you know, talking about that is the two, I think two very powerful questions you can ask. Number one is why? Mm-hmm. Well, this is what we do. Okay, great. Why? You know what I mean? Like, I think we can keep asking, well, why? Right? And then you, ultimately you get down to that core reason. And sometimes that core reason isn't really good enough. You know, it, it's this the story. Ever hear that, that story of the husband asking, you know, newly married couple and the husband asks his wife, you know, she, she takes out a ham and she cuts off both ends. And he goes, why are you doing that? You ever hear this story? No. Oh my God. Yeah. So newly couple, right? Married couple, the, the wife, she's going to make a ham. She pulls the ham out and she cuts off both ends. And he goes, why do you do that? And she goes, well, that's the way my mom always did it. And he goes, well, why? And she goes, I I don't really know. Let's call. And so they call up mom and they say, Hey, why do you cut off the ends of the ham? And she goes, well, that's just the way my mother did it. Your grandmother. And they're like, okay, well, but but why? And she, the mom's like, "I, I don't know. And then they call up grandma and she goes, they, you know, why do you cut off the ends of the ham? She goes, because the pan was too small. <laughs> That's classic. Right? Like, yeah. why do we do this? And 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 I so and then you said, Well, what if? What if we could open at eighty thousand? Like what what if we did this? What would it look like if we like asking why and what if just leads to that creativity that leads to reinvention and, and anybody listening on here, you could change your whole freaking life. Just mm-hmm. asking those those questions and being brave enough and really having faith that things are going to work out in your favor over time. It's what uh, to wrap up our time together because we could go another hour. It, you know, it, it, if you're going to pursue health, if you're going to pursue fitness, if you're going to pursue growing your and changing, th- have the fundamental belief that things are going to work out for the good over time if we do the fundamental things daily. I agree. And I, I think asking yourself the question, uh, what needs to be true? So if there's some limiting belief, you know, I, I'll, I've never been able to lose weight. Well, what, what needs to be true to allow you to lose weight or to get healthier or to get off the statins or for me to avoid knee surgery? Well, mm. for me, that what needs to be true is stop asking orthopedic surgeons for solutions because they only have one solution. I had I I was under the impression they had multiple solutions. So it's like just asking that question and and putting a little bit of a constraint around yourself. Um, constraint breeds creativity. It just does. Mm. I mean, companies that are starting up, that's why they're creative. They don't have huge budgets. Big companies with big budgets tend not to be creative. They tend to be just all about executing. So yeah, I'm with you. That's a uh, it's it's a lot of lessons these last few years. I mean, I joke like you know, I'm, I'm, again to quote Suzette, I'm level fifty eight. You you think you'd learned everything right now? It's like no, you keep learning lessons, most of them the hard way. Um, but 
I think the, uh, the, the valleys are lower or not as low and the peaks are starting to get higher. So it's all the peaks and valleys, right? That you can't escape that. I think there was a Spencer, Spencer Johnson or Spencer Anderson book. Um, the key is like, how do you get out of the valley? That's where the next peaks are formed. Right. So that's why I encourage all guys like, Hey, if you're in a, you probably are in a valley health wise, you can either stay there or you can start climbing the hill because that's, that's where the magic happens. And yeah, it's going to, it's a little, takes a little change, a little hard work, but that's where I think our community makes a huge difference. I mean, when you're doing it with a bunch of guys, um, you're just going to learn so much and you're going to have, there's, there's something about suffering together takes you to a whole nother level. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's so, so important for men. I know you, you're, you have to get going. Um, and I want to be respectful of time. So we're coming up on our hour. Um, normally I would ask what books influence you, but you've named two in our time together. Um, I've got one here for you, John. Um, this is like Dr. Benjamin Hardy, be your future self. Now this is like one of the, every guy who joins gets this as part of their welcome package. This is our North star. And uh, the quicker and better and closer you connect with that future self, that's make, like a vision for a company. That's what future self is. And then the alpha five are the things that move you towards that. The guys who connect quickly and well with, with their future self, they get amazing results. And so, I mean, I've got mine. Mine's that age 60. I've got a bunch of things that are going to happen. And I just asked myself, what am I doing? The, do I have the habits and behaviors of six, level 60 Scott? Mm. What, what would that guy do? Well, that guy doesn't drink um, IPAs every night. That guy is drinking sparkling water and, you know, he's on whole 30. You know, he's doing, what does that guy do? And I think it's as simple as that, like modeling behavior. Model the behavior of the person you want to be. You don't necessarily have to have somebody else. I mean, that works too. Create that future self. I mean, that's a huge one. So that's, that's one book. Um, and then another one I read every day, The Daily Stoic is just another great, great book by Ryan Holiday. Um, if you're into stoicism, it's just always some, there's just always a good little tidbit in there. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, I love it. I'll, I'll, I will put, um, put those on the list for sure. Um, and then the last thing I like to ask is what's the best way for people to find you and connect with you? Best way I post on LinkedIn every day. So if you just look for Scott Jagodzinski, I'll, I'll pop up and then argentalpha.com is another way to get in touch with me. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it has been a pleasure, my friend. I'm looking forward to just growing with you, being in that posse with you. Um, I do want to talk to you um, <laughs> maybe about pursuing uh, that next level for sure. Um, I just, you know, men need a posse um, and, and and like-minded individuals, and I and they definitely need a push. Um, so I'm excited just to, to learn more about that, you know? Yeah, no, and I appreciate all the work you're doing too. It's like, I mean, our, our missions align really well. So look forward to talking more about how we could find ways to work together as we move forward. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you being here on the podcast. I know our guests do as well and um, wishing you a great weekend. Great. Thanks, John. Appreciate right, it. Bud.